Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Today's cool fact of the day is that food scientists and pharmaceutical scientists have put together something interesting. They looked at what silkworms do when they make cocoons, and they figured out that they can do on a microscopic level these nano cocoons, basically, of something called nanofibrils. And they can use these to package drugs or potentially even things like nutraceuticals into a new delivery system. And as you know, it's not necessarily about whether you put something in your mouth, it's about whether your body absorbs it. So kind of cool. This gives me some ideas for new bulletproof supplements, but more importantly, this is going to change a lot of things because right now, if you have to inject something, you're probably never going to do it. But if you can get it orally, it opens up a whole new realm of biohacking for you. So kind of a cool fact of the day. Before we get into today's show, everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. I want to talk about a supplement that came about directly as a result of my work in Headstrong. It's called Forbos. And Forbos is a new way of helping your body recycle ATP. And you might know if you listen to a lot of these episodes that ATP is the main energy molecule that your body uses. You take food and air and you make energy using ATP. The problem is that if that process fails a little bit, you make something called AMP, which is very hard for your body to manufacture, but then you have to pee out your AMP. When you take Forbos, it has ingredients in it. These are natural herbs and a natural type of sugar that doesn't raise your blood sugar. And that combination can actually help your body rescue this expensive molecule so you can put it back into production to keep your batteries charged, which is kind of a cool hack. It's something that I do every single day, and especially if I'm going to travel or exercise. It's called Forbos, and it's one of the many ways that you can go about upgrading your mitochondrial function. That's kind of a cool cool hack, and if you haven't tried it, you didn't catch that section in Headstrong, that's okay. Bulletproof.com, Forbos. All right, today's episode is going to be fantastic, and it's something I'm, I'm really pleased to be able to do. Not only Anna, am I interviewing the one and only Dr. Mercola, but we're doing it live in the studio here on Vancouver Island. Yes, Doc, indeed. Dr. Mercola, thanks for coming up to the well, island. Well, it was a great privilege and honor to see your uh, le- bulletproof lab. Uh, I, was, uh, I was pretty amazed when I found out you were going to be in the area and had a chance to come by. And you may remember Dr. Mercola has been on Bulletproof Radio before, but if you maybe don't have an internet account, <laughs> uh, you might not have seen him. But over the last 20 years... Dr. McCullough has become the number one online source for health information in terms of traffic and just in terms of impact. Like for 20 years, he's been pioneering things like vitamin D, the effect of sunlight on on health, vitamins, nutrition, the importance of grass-fed things, the importance of eating your vegetables, and interviewing some of the world's top people. I've learned a lot from him, and he's here in the studio with us. Yeah, also exposing corporate corruption, which is responsible for the misinformation and massive misinformation that confuses people and causes them to choose the wrong, make the wrong choices. And 
In fact, you are one of the leading voices in the anti-glyphosate uh, uh, mm-hmm. community, and I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, we've got to stop spraying poison on our soils. And your site has been really instrumental because you published the original research. Like, hey, here's who's paying for what, here's what's going on. So to have been out there fighting the good fight for 20 years has taught you a thing or two, and I think Bulletproof Radio listeners are going to learn a lot in this interview. Yes, indeed. The other thing is you just published an amazing book mm-hmm. uh, about fat called Fat <clears throat> for Fuel. Mm-hmm. And this came out about the same time as Headstrong, and you and I are so in alignment that I've, I'll tell you, if you liked Headstrong and you haven't read Dr. McCullough's book from his last interview, you really need to pick up Fat for Fuel. There's a lot of good information in there. It's not the same as what's in Headstrong, but it's all complementary. Like, like we both see the world with the same basic principles, different lenses, and I learned stuff from reading this book. You will too. So it's Fat for Fuel. Well, thank you. All right. Well, let's see. There's so many things I could say about you. Three New York Times bestsellers and effortless healing. Should have been four. <laughs> Should have been four. Well, let's talk about that. So you, I think you sold more copies of Fat for Fuel than I did of Headstrong. Yeah, we were the number one nonfiction book sold in the last week of May. Wow. On USA Today and Wall Street Journal. And you didn't hit the New York Times we bestseller didn't even, list. We didn't not just hit the list. We didn't hit the top 15. <laughs> they excluded us. That's so weird. Yeah. Supposedly, we sold too many books through Amazon, which is... a uh, really hard to understand, but that's what, they, that's what they you say. You wanted to sell books yeah. through Amazon. <laughs> I, it, it's, Go it, figure. It's kind of random. It's okay. It is what it is. The book got out there. We sold a lot of copies, and we're just excited to have get people the basic foundation information that they can use to change their health, because we know it's all about fueling the mitochondria. It is. And when you peel away the onion, you know, we, we, oh, it's neurotransmitters, or it's this, or it's dieting, or whatever, it all boils down to energy. It does. And that's what I love about your work is that you recognize it's not just food because, you know, I just came back from a low carb conference and everyone there is just food, food, food. And, you know, when I just said, I didn't really, I talked in an hour presentation, I talked about five minutes about food and <laughs> 55 minutes about the other biohacks you can use to improve mitochondrial function. Yeah. You can suck food into your cells and turn it into energy instead of fat better if you do these other environmental variables. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Well, the reason that I wanted to do a second interview with you was because I want to talk about that. So rather than talking about the value of ketosis, where we're yeah, both in, yeah. in alignment with that, but I want to talk specifically about electromagnetic frequencies. Mm-hmm. You've also been one of the leading voices going back a long time saying this is, well, this at is least worth exposing it, but not yeah. into the depth that I'm going to be. I think that's my next book. I'm nice. pretty confident of that. And it's going to take a year. I really want to do a good job with this. I have a peer reviewed. I'll find and identify the leading researchers in the world who understand the truth and are mm-hmm. not corrupted by the industry. And then, and then convert that information into languages you see to understand and doable and, and practical uh, recommendations. Yeah, it's, it's really important because there are so many people who say, well, if it doesn't cook your tissues, then nothing happens, which frankly isn't a very scientific thing to say. You could say, mm-hmm. we don't know what happens if we're not cooking your tissues, but maybe there's something because there appears to be evidence. In fact, there's overwhelming evidence of harm. It's just not short-term harm. It's long-term harm, Right. Well, sometimes it it can be short term. (laughs) Fair point. Absolutely, yes. Depending on your condition. Clearly can be short term. So you've been looking at EMFs. I've been looking at EMFs. You brought your EMF meter up here. Mm -hmm. We've been playing around before uh, recording the show. And unfortunately, we didn't record how much EMF is coming off all the studio gear here. But hopefully not too bad because everything is wired by design, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think most It really is the solution, a big part of the solution. is to wire wire yourself and stop the Wi-Fi. This is probably, uh, the re- in reality, the most single most significant exposure people have, other than their cell phone. I mean, this is going to be the the uh, remembered in the future as a 
similar to someone who's chain smoking. Yeah. I mean, the, the damage is probably worse from this than chain smoking. Holding a phone up to your head is just not a good idea. It's not even recommended by the manufacturers. Every yeah. manufacturer says hold it at least an inch or two away, which is far too close still, but at least, I mean, even they admit that. Yeah. No one recommends that you hold it to your head. Un- unless it's in a virtual reality goggles you glue to your face. Is that... <laughs> That's true. It's a little scary. Yeah. I will admit I do have an Oculus Rift. Yeah, so do I. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. And you get the I back- haven't used it yet. I've had it for a year and I... <laughs> I still haven't used it. I haven't, I haven't had the free time to use it. It took me six months to use mine because of lack of free yeah. time. And uh, Elliot fortunately ordered the machine and I, I did play it four times. It does have too much blue light. I did manage to fit my True Dark glasses underneath it because <laughs> I was looking particularly dumb. Uh, but playing a 3D space game when you can't see certain blue colors, I, I got the aliens that handed my ass to me, but man, it was fun, Dr. McCall. You got to try it. Oh, I know. I, I used the uh, gear, right? Ga- Samsung Galaxy gear, which is similar. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, but it's, it's not just, wired in. The Oculus Rift is cool because right, it has a wire. Wired, right. You're still getting the EMF, but it's not a wireless transmitter stuck to your face, which right. is what's scary to me. Yeah. That's right. a good point. Uh, so let's talk because one of the things that got me all excited when I, I heard you're going to come up here is we got on the phone and you talked about a hack that, that you've been doing with hydrogen. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about hydrogen and EMF? I could. But that would be meaningless without explaining the problems with EMF. All right, let's let's go down the EMF. Uh, the yeah, that's EMF more important, hole. I okay. think, to right. understand that. And I don't know that we can do that both in the context. So we might be able to squeeze it in, but it really is a lot of baseline information that's so crucial. Okay. And I'm going to be presenting this at the Bulletproof, your Bulletproof conference. Oh, that's a good point. We should, we should bring that up. So Dr. Mercola is one of our keynote speakers, October 13th through 15th, 2017, at the Bulletproof conference. And we're getting a many, many preview of a lot of the stuff you're going to talk mm-hmm. about. But I wanted you to pick this up because so many people, the, the, the kind of the, the skeptical, angry kind of people who say, oh, that can't be, therefore, you know, you're, you're an idiot. That sort of anti-science personal attack stuff. There's a lot of that around EMFs. And maybe 20 years ago, you could make an argument that it was only about heat. At this point, there is overwhelming evidence that there are problems. And I've got one of the guys who's been working on this for a very long time here in the studio to share information with you about the specific EMF problems. So let's just kind of go through the, the different Good. things you've identified as you've been going through this. Sure. Glad to. But before I do that, two okay. things. One, I've never had this product before and they didn't ask me to say this, but this is great stuff. Oh, the fat water. Fat water, man. I love this stuff. <laughs> Thank it's you. good. I never, today was the first day I had it. So second thing is just a touch back on the ketosis. And I just came back from a low carb conference in Southern California and a lot of the big leaders were there. And it really was extraordinary to me that the vast majority of them, almost all of them actually, believe that you should be in strict ketosis all the time. Yeah. Which is just, you know, we're some of the only people out there teaching that it needs to be cyclical. So, and pulsed, or the new term now that I learned is targeted, which means that, yeah, I think that's more precise, you know, though it's always mm-hmm. in the language. Cyclical means you could do it every three days and not actually focus and, and time it when you're strength training, mm-hmm. which is when you want to have that peak, that anabolic stimulus. So, that just to just point on that. But let's go back to EMF. I've known about EMF for a long time. You talked about heating uh, in, in the literature, it's typically called thermal. And uh, the radiation, the vast majority of the radiation we're exposed to is microwave radiation. And yes, that is your microwave oven. Uh, it was interest, interestingly developed in World War II from the radars. And the right. first microwave oven was a, ma- a man or radar range. Then they had a marketing, figured this wasn't good, people didn't <laughs> like that, and then they made it the 
microwave. So it sounded much, just cut off the radar. And uh, said so it sounded better and they sold a lot more. You, the, so the key thing here, and I'm gonna talk about the mechanism and hopefully after I finish, you will implement one of the first recommendations, which is if you have a microwave, which odds are 99% of the chance that you, if you're watching this, you have one, is to take it out and replace it. I'm not saying you shouldn't heat your food. There's a, there's a time and a place to heat your food, no question. Get a steam convection oven yes. and it will work just as rapidly and safely because when you turn that microwave oven on, there will not be enough thermal leakage to cause to heat your tissue. I'm confident of that. But it, what it will do is expose you to mic, very dangerous microwave radiations at levels that are far in excess of your cell phone. So every time you turn it on, you're blasting you and your family. That You do not want to do it. Just remove it from your environment. And I've got a plug. Cuisinart makes a convection steam oven that's incredibly affordable. It looks like a little toaster oven. It'll fit in that same slot. Oh, yeah. And it works great. Yeah, that's, that's your goal. And if you're going to use sweet potatoes, which is my favorite for targeted ketosis, I love sweet potatoes. That's the best way to do it is to steam them. Yep. Yeah, and you can do it so easy in a steam convection oven. But getting back to the microwaves... Uh, so that, this was developed and the military knew about this and they, 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 there's actually been like four major reports that were published up, up, up in the, since 1950. I think the first big one was in 1971, the Naval Research Report, and there's like three others since then that documenting this stuff, that there is damage. They've done the correlations, they've done the studies, and there is clear damage from it. Yet, the industry persists in saying there is no thermal damage. And let's, what the heck does that mean? Because I've known that for a long time. I've known mm -hmm. it for over 10, maybe 15 years. I've written about it. Some of the first papers that were written on in Lancet, I put in there. It's non-thermal. It's not a thermal thing. They're saying it's thermal. It's not. But we don't know what it is. Now we know what it is. And that's what, what, what the explain. damage is. Okay. Exactly what it is. And once you understand what it is, the beauty of it is that you can remediate it. All right. If you just know it's non-thermal, that's a, you know, it's like philosophical. Who cares? It, there's something else to point out. We're not saying you should never use any wireless device because they make your life really good. Absolutely. Right? I still use them, but there's there's ways that you compensate. Yes. Yes. Like okay. when I use my wireless device, I'm, it's, it's actually over there and we may, I know we probably won't get, I should have brought it here first, is the selfie stick. Mm -hmm. I only use a speakerphone, not a wired headset, and I use a speakerphone and I put it like three feet away from my body. Nice. And even then, you're still getting significant radiation, but it's like 90% less. And, right. and I'm not guessing, I've measured it. Right. It's a little bit hard to measure because, and what makes this radiation so dangerous is that it's not a static, steady radiation. It's pulsed, which mm -hmm. biologically magnifies the damage that it does when you pulse it. So when you have a meter, it's spiking all the time. It's never steady level. But you can kind of get a range and average it in your head. Okay. Um, so we were uh, talking. We're talking oh, the thermal. I wanted to the thermal. The thermal. Right. <clears throat> By thermal, the way your microwave oven works, this is important to know, is that it uh, interacts with charged particles that are in the food or the tissue that's being heated up. And in, and in our case, it's our brain typically. And it moves them and vibrates. And, it's, and during this vibration, because your microwave typically is about. Uh, about a few gigahertz, which is about the same frequency that your cell phone operates at. So that's why they're both microwave radiation. And the energy produced by your cell phone is a lot less. I mean, orders of magnitude less than your microwave oven, uh, certainly in the oven, but even the leakage outside. And 
there's no question that the leakage from the microwave oven and your cell phone does not cause thermal damage, just like the experts say, but they, what they fail, they fail miserably on steroids to state, <laughs> is that there are not any biological damage. There's massive biological damage. And this is where I'm gonna explain. Okay. This is the key. I didn't figure this out, and I'm actually interviewing him tomorrow. This guy should win the Nobel Prize, and I encourage you to have him on your, your podcast too. Uh, his name is Dr. Martin Paul, P-A-L-L. And if you just type in his name and EMF on YouTube, you'll see many lectures he's given. And he'll go to it in far greater detail, maybe even explain it a lot better than I am. But I'm going to try to consolidate one of my talents is to convert it to regular language. And he's an he's a incredible research scientist. But there have been many studies, hundreds of studies, yes. that show when you are exposed to EMF radiation, you will increase intracellular calcium. Why is that important? First of all, the calcium is really relatively low inside your cell compared to outside. And when it comes in, it has a very important biological function. It's an incredible signal. signal. So when you get calcium in there, it signals different things. And you need that. You have to have that. That's normal. That's healthy. You need calcium. But when you're exposed to EMF, and you, you get a lot more. We've known this. What we didn't know was the mechanism of how that happens. Ooh. Dr. Paul figured it out. That is the Nobel Prize territory. I'm telling you, it, yeah. in my view, I don't say this lightly. I mean, there's not many, I know a lot of researchers, there's not many I would recommend to get a Nobel Prize. Seafried uh, might be one of them yeah. too. Um, who were actually, fat, in the Fat for Fuel book, <laughs> where we're, we're, we're donating the proceeds from that project to fund his research for a million dollars to continue the effort. So, um, Dr. Paul didn't do the initial research, the bench research, but he compiled over two dozen studies that used calcium channel blockers in, on in vitro studies and in small animals, and then measured the damage from EMF exposure, and it was virtually nothing. Wow. Virtually nothing. He, he did this analysis in 2012, published in 2013. Dave, that's only four years ago. So what happened? Virtually happens? no one knows about this. Wow. It, this, the, it was a landmark paper, and it's been won some awards and stuff, and I'm hoping he gets a Nobel Prize for it because it really is foundational. And it, and it, and it provides the foundational basis to argue against the existing safety standards. So that's why this is so important. I'm just trying to lay so the, the background. the study found in animals, you said no damage? Virtually no damage from from exposure to EMFs. Okay. Yeah, and mostly most of it was in vitro. There's very few animal studies, and it hasn't been done in humans. And actually, when I interview him tomorrow, I'm going to coordinate a research protocol to establish what I believe may be one of the ways to mitigate against this. Okay. So, but how is it he was finding no damage from EMF in these things? The calcium channels blocked it because he they fixed were calci the calcium channels. He blocked the calcium channels. This so, is pharmaceutically? Pharmaceutical, yes. Okay, so calcium channel blockers are heart disease medications, right? Yes, and they work <laughs> by blocking these calcium channels because yeah. you know that's how, that's how they work. So, and so they, the, they have the side effect of also lowering the damage that EMF does. So the EMFs are causing excess calcium. You take yes. a drug that prevents excess calcium and the damage from the EMF excess is mitigated. intracellular Intracellular yes. calcium, good yeah. point, yeah, of course. Very important, because that's outside. Yeah. It doesn't do anything to that. It's just inside the cell. So what does it do? It blocks the calcium channels. And more specifically, it's called the voltage-gated calcium channel, or a VGCC. 
Now, these are embedded in the cell membranes and they have uh, about 20 charged particles within them. But because they're embedded in the membrane, there's physical characteristics in Coulomb's law and some other things, and this is the key, that makes them not 10 times, not 20, not 100, not 1,000, not 10,000, not 100,000, but over 7 million times more sensitive to EMF than the charged particles inside and out the cell that wow. they are telling us that they are basing the safety standards on. So EMF is cooking the basically the thing embedded in the cell. No, membrane. it's not cooking it. It's yeah. just it's vibrating it. It's activating it. It's turning it on. Okay. Turning it on, and I'll tell. I'll talk about what okay. happens. But this is important to know because mm -hmm. you don't still know what it's doing. I'll tell it to you. I'm not going to. It's not I'm hiding it from you. Right. But the, the do, downstream it causes the damage, and once. You, but you but you have to understand that those voltage gated calcium channels. Receptors are seven million times more sensitive to EMF than the charged particles inside wow. and outside the cell. That means the safety standards are off by a factor of seven million. Seven million. So what does that mean? Because that means are we going to we... unplug our Wi-Fi forever? Go, go back to smoke. No, signals? no. I think that there's there's way no no. Well, one of the things I love about you is you're a tech guy. You know, you get it, sure. you know it. And, and once we understand the problem, we can yeah. develop technological solutions. And, and Thank you. So, yeah. so just, just if you're listening to this, I know a lot of tech entrepreneurs, a lot of VCs not listening to Bulletproof Radio. Here's the deal. There is a trillion dollar business here oh, replacing yes. the global wireless infrastructure with biologically compatible wireless infrastructure. It's not like we can't do it, but once you acknowledge the problem, there's also big tobacco style lawsuits for all the attorneys who listen. Go after the big Wi-Fi companies. Like, there's big money everywhere yeah. here, and yeah. it's, it's time. The, the evidence is here. Well, it's going to take a while for that transition to occur. Yeah. And in the meantime, you need biological remediators, which what we're in the process of developing. Yes. So essentially, you do not want to take a calcium channel blocker. No, those are no, bad I drugs. I wouldn't recommend it. But if you had to, and you had high blood pressure, or you had some other clinical indication for it, it might be a better choice than something like an ACE inhibitor. Is there like a microdosing protocol for those? You want to like maybe? I don't take think a so bit? because no. Good question, but I think it really is a, more of a reflection of, of blocking those receptors. So you have to either block them or not block them, or mm. partially block them. The more you block, the safer you're going to be. Okay. Um, so what's actionable from this? If someone's listening well, to this... Well, but forget the okay. action. I didn't finish the mechanism. <laughs> right, good deal. So you need to know the mechanism. It's really important because it, it, it actually explains how, if you understand the mechanism, how you can remediate the damage. Okay. So once this voltage-gated calcium receptor is activated or stimulated by the EMF. In less than five seconds, a million calcium ions will be streaming out of that receptor through that, through that channel every second. Putting calcium into, into the, the cell. cell. Right. A million ions a second, mm -hmm. just for one. And there's a bunch of them. Okay. Okay. So and that happens, that hap doesn't happen in a minute, five mm -hmm. minutes, a week. It happens in five, less than five seconds. Mm -hmm. Boom. So the, if you're exposed to something, a, a microwave radiation cell, what is microwave radiation? I didn't expand on this. We'll go, go back point. to the mechanism. Your microwave oven, obviously, we talked about. Your cell phone, obviously. Your cell phone tower. Your Bluetooth headset. Uh, any Bluetooth device. Any IoT, the Internet of Things. Your baby monitor. Yeah, those, your you Wi-Fi router, probably the biggest and most pernicious yeah. thing. Yeah, they're, 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 this is going to be criminal. Yeah. They're going to look back at this as like we, like we look at smoking now. It, you know, Baby monitor, the most sensitive tissue, brains, you know, they're exposing to this Wi-Fi. So here's the deal. You can get baby monitors that have a plug and Ethernet, 
I did that for my babies, and it was hard to find them. You can yeah, still find, find them. Yeah, it's hard to find. It's less than 1%. Yeah, just just don't, don't buy a wireless device to put in your kid's room. It's not okay. Yeah, so the internet things is coming. It's emerging. You, you yeah. know about that. And the next, yeah. uh, by the year 2020, I think it's going to have like a trillion IoT devices. So the smart home, uh, your, uh, your smart thermostats. Try buying a thermostat. It's not a smart thermostat. Mm-hmm. They're becoming rare commodities. So that means every time you walk by your thermostat, it's going to be activated and it starts sending Wi-Fi signals to your router. No what? So no Wi-Fi. You want to stay away from that. So those are that's the when we talk about microwave. You, you have no Wi-Fi at your house at all. I have the potential to go on, but no, I have to plug in a separate router to do that. Oh, yeah, I have a light switch. If I want Wi-Fi, I flip a switch. I get Wi-Fi. When I don't want it, I, turn I want it to off. make it harder. I want to actually yeah. have to take it out, plug it to an Ethernet, <laughs> and plug in the adapter. You have to receive an electric shock before you yeah, can plug yeah. into the wall. Because it's it's I haven't. You know, I didn't, and I, it don't feel bad if you're just saying, wow, how come I didn't know this? I was an ignorant and delusional, like up until a few months ago, when I uh, gave a lecture at Dr. Klinghouse's presentation, and he reminded me of how damn dangerous this stuff is, and it's really foundational, maybe even more important than diet. It, it is highly important, and one thing in Headstrong, I wrote about this, where I keep my cell phone, <laughs> I, I don't keep my cell phone by my junk. Like that's a core bulletproof yeah, yeah. rule, uh, because there's a lot of stuff in your organs, men or women. Well, I'll tell you why that why that is. Okay, in a moment. cool. Yeah. So I, I found out that right where I keep my cell phone by my right femur, my right thigh, I have 10% less bone density from just having the cell phone on. And there, that's scary stuff, right? Yeah. And you shared that when one of our interviews, and that actually, I thank you for that because that really motivated. That was in my learning phase when I was activated. Now I'm. Full strong. Yeah. You're really. <laughs> I'm into this. It's my next book, as I said. So yeah. I really want to get understand this as, as best can be known and, and help catalyze the research to keep us safe, because it's I perceive it as one of the biggest threats that we have. Health threats. Mm-hmm. Health threats. So uh, let's get back to the voltage gated calcium channel. Once it's hit with the EMF, that calcium channel is going to flood in. So what does it do? Mm-hmm. It's going to stimulate the release from. Uh, and the, well, not the end of the, intracellularly of nitric oxide. Mm-hmm. And then when you have increased levels of nitric oxide, it's going to combine with superoxide, which is a free radical. Nitric oxide is also a free mm-hmm. radical. Many people don't know that. It's a beneficial free radical, which is why you want to be very, very careful of taking high doses of antioxidants. Yes, antioxidants are good, but if you take too many, mm-hmm. you can indiscriminately suppress beneficial free radicals That's that your exactly body right. needs. Mm-hmm. So, and nitric oxide would be a good example of that. So you get, you need nitric oxide, it comes in, but it doesn't keep on coming in because of the voltage-gated calcium channels keeps, you know, so it goes to extraordinarily high levels, orders of magnitude higher than it's supposed to. So it combines with the superoxide and it forms a really dangerous free nitrogen radical, or free, not, uh, what, not radical, free nitrogen species called mm-hmm. perioxynitrite. Yes, one of the big bad free radicals. Yeah, that's a bad one. And that spins off and creates hydroxyl free radicals, which are even more dangerous. So you've got all this damage, and this damage, what will it do? It will cause single and double-stranded breaks in the DNA, in the mitochondria, in the nucleus. Uh, it decimates cell membranes and proteins. I mean, it's basically accelerating aging on steroids when you have EMF. So the EMF triggers the voltage-gated calcium. It activates them, right? It, it activates it. It right. opens them up. Okay, so now all the calcium flows. Calcium ions fly through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They fly through into the cell, mm-hmm. and then what happens next is you get, you said... The, increased uh, nitric oxide. Increased nitric oxide inside the cell. Inside the cell, where yes. Where you don't want it. 
Well, you need a little bit. You need one little bit, not massive okay. amounts. So right. you wait, just like you need some calcium, but right. not too much. So you right. get too much calcium, too much um, uh, nitric, oxide. nitric oxide, and then that generates that, free radicals in the mitochondria. By combining with superoxide. Okay, to, to get nitrate. Which is well known if you Google that stuff. That is it's, one of the worst free radicals you can have for yeah. aging. Yeah, as, as is hydroxy free radicals. Right. So you got those two going on. Uh, so if this VGCC, the voltage to calcium channels, are so important, where are they? Which tissues have the highest concentration of VGCCs? Uh, I would imagine the brain, the eyes, and the, the heart. The brain? The brain, I don't know about that. Well, you, you know, I, it's not been docu- documented. I'll actually ask Dr. Paul when I interview tomorrow, but it would make sense. The, the, the retina. retina. It's got to yeah. be the retina. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I haven't seen any literature discussing it, but I'll bet it is. I bet mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. Uh, but the, specifically the heart, because the heart, of course, is one of the most mitochondria. Yeah. But it's not just the heart, the cardiac tissue. It's actually the nerve tissue. Interesting. So what does this mean? What is the practical implications of this? And there's so many practical implications. Just from this knowledge, forget it, not even going to the remediation component. The, the practical component of this is that if, how many people do you know that have cardiac arrhythmias? arrhythmias? There are a lot of them out there. You know, atrial fib, atrial flutter, you know, PACs, PVCs. Lots, and they're taking very dangerous drugs. Some of the most dangerous drugs we prescribe in medicine are these cardiac rhythmics. So I don't recommend them. I recommend remediating most likely the, one of the major causes, which is exposure to EMF. No question about it, it's going to trigger it. So, and I think we're seeing maybe not an epidemic, but certainly a large increase in the amount of people with arrhythmia. So if you have a cardiac arrhythmia, please, or you know someone you love or care about, please let them know about this. Have them watch this video so that they can help take care of it and remediate against it. Here's a quick thing. And Treat the cause, not the symptom. The drug isn't going to, is not treating the cause. Now, I, I got to say this. Dad, I know you're watching. <laughs> My dad, for years, kept his cell phone in his shirt pocket right above his heart. And he had heart surgery 12 years ago. And I'm like, take it away, take it away. And he finally did, just like last one of the year. Worst so, things you, one thank of the, you. One of the worst things you can do. Yeah, now, don't do that. If you carry your cell phone in your bra, your chest pocket, if that's all you took away from this thing, don't do that. Like, keep it yeah. away from the vital you know, organs. I live in Florida, and I see a lot of women sometimes just carrying their cell phone. I stop them, I tell them, because, and they usually carry it in the inside, right? Not the outside. Yeah. So it's right up there. against the tissue. And it, I don't know if you know about breast cancer, but the most common cause, the most common location, because they divide the breast into four quadrants, the most common location is the upper outer quadrant. Mm-hmm. When it's breast cancer from a cell phone exposure, it's the upper inner quadrant, because that's where they're holding the cell phone. Wow. Yeah, so that's exactly where they're holding it. So the other place, and you're right about not holding the cell phone near your testicles because the testes have a really high concentration of voltage-gated calcium channels. Mm. So fertility, I just we just wrote an article about this recently. The, the sperm count has dropped by 50%. Scary. Yeah, and I firmly believe, there's a lot of variables. It's not just EMF, but oh, yeah. I believe it's a very significant contribution. It's meaningful, and when you stack it with things that are xenoestrogens from the environment, from plastic, and you stack it with things that cause mitochondrial damage, your man-made toxins and things like that, then you have some pretty substantial, just big problems. Let's talk about the side, if we talked about the cardiac rhythm is the decrease in fertility. Right. Uh, It probably affects women's fertility. The studies are a little more difficult and challenging to do on that, but it probably is a contribution also. Of course, your wife would know about that. She's being a fertility specialist. But... Regarding the brain, these voltage-gated calcium channels, channels also release neurotransmitters mm. and neuroendocrine hormones. Kind of important. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we have a massive increase in anxiety and depressive disorders, which mm-hmm. could clearly be related to this exposure to EMF. Now, clearly, there's other, a lot of other variables, sleeping and nutrition and all the things that we all know about. That's, but no, hardly anyone thinks about EMF exposure. Mm-hmm. And then we have this increasing epidemic, which is an absolute epidemic, no question about it, that you and I know about, is autism. Yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. So EMF is not the only cause. I believe that glyphosate is a big contributor to that. And, you know, vaccines don't help. But I think if you don't have the glyphosate and EMF, they're not going to be as traumatic. It's like death by a thousand cuts. Anything that's going to cause neuroinflammation where your immune system attacks itself, all of these are documented to to stack on. So saying it's one cause, I think Mark Hyman's fond of saying if you have a thumbtack in this this thumb and a thumbtack in this thumb, pulling on one thumbtack isn't going to stop you from hurting. You've got to take them both out, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in, and in this case, it's a lot more than two thumbtacks. It's, yeah. it's many, it's more like closer to a thousand. So uh, those are some of the common diseases that uh, are complications. You know, and of course, brain tumors. We had Ted Kennedy die from a brain tumor. We've got now John McCain, mm-hmm. who will pass away probably not too long because they don't know how to treat cancer. I mean, even the, some of us do. <laughs> yeah, but they don't. The conventional guys don't. Right. So I mean, it, it, you can't treat everyone if it, if it's been. You know, especially if you've had conventional therapy, it becomes really challenging. But mm-hmm. most, if you catch it early and you do the, the strategies that we recommend, you can almost always, almost always reverse it. But nothing's 100%, but yeah. you can get pretty close. Yeah, a lot better than chemo. Yeah, or radiation. Yeah. Now, sometimes you need them, and I'm not absolutely opposed to those, but, uh, you know, you just got to be really careful and treat it. Because you want to, ultimately, it's your immune system yeah. that's going to fight it. And if you start trashing your immune system, it's going to be a problem. So... Um, so we're, we're talking about what happens with peroxynitrite in the cells. Yeah. Okay. So now we've got all these free radicals and it's caused all kinds of trouble. And we know that having a cell phone near the brain, near the eyes, near the heart, these are the big sensitive tissues. Well, it's not just a cell phone too. Remember, it's a microwave oven. Oh, the Wi-Fi <laughs> router. Which is much higher, the yeah. Wi-Fi routers. Yeah. yeah. And I can tell you, we still have a microwave oven and it, it works really great for storing plates. Yeah. <laughs> we don't cook anything in it. Yeah. Well, just swap it out to the steam convection. We, we ought to. The steam convection's on the counter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just get it. That's fine. Uh, it's, uh, so, so someone's listening to this. Maybe they're kind of freaking out. They're going to pull their baby monitor and replace it with a wired one. Mm-hmm. They're realizing, well, my job relies on my cell phone. Uh, what are some of the other things that you can do to lower your exposure to EMF, even though you recognize your problem? I, I think that's, the, that's a good question because that is the first step. Yeah. The first step is to lower your exposure. Mm-hmm. Now, we, the, we're, we're working on some biological uh, implementations yeah. that can remediate the damage very successfully. I'm pretty confident that, well, the research hasn't been done yet, but we're, we have some mm-hmm. pretty strong clinical evidence that suggests that it will. So the key thing is limit your exposure. I used to encourage people to turn their Wi-Fi off at night, and I still think that's a good strategy, but I think it's, it's, in, it's inadequate. It's, it's not enough. It just it's helps. not enough. It yeah. helps, yeah. Why turn it off at night in eight hours and expose yourself 16 hours? You know, it doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, if you hit your ha- hand with a hammer for, for 24 hours, it's bad. It's, it's less bad if you hit it for 16, but it's still best if you stop it. I, I can tell you when we had our house remediated for mold before we moved in, I had Ethernet put in every single room, and it cost about $150 per Ethernet drop. Mm-hmm. Right? Which, and so there's a 24-channel uh, switch somewhere in the house where all the Ethernet comes together, and that's where uh, all the signal comes in. So I can get Ethernet in any room. Uh, that means I have to have the discipline to plug a device into the wall and yeah. things like that. It's a, it's a hassle, no question, yeah. but it's worth the benefit. It is. Yeah, I've, I think I've got a 48-port. <laughs> <in> nice. <my, laughs> I've got them all over. 
Uh, I, I, and when I moved in, I did the same strategy. It wasn't a new house, so I just had them re, re, retrofit. And you can convert a lot of these, the existing wires. Like mm-hmm. if you have a lot of telephone circuits, you can convert those over to Ethernet cables, as you would well know. One warning, though. There's something called power, or sorry, Ethernet over power. Yes, you take, you take your power lines and use them to transmit Ethernet. Yes. That is not advisable because it's going to increase the variability in your power lines. It, it actually... Pro- uh, what does it cause, dirty electricity? Yeah, it causes dirty electricity. Okay. So I don't because think that, that's a good strategy. Because that is one strategy that is possible if they want to avoid the expenses. They've got these, um, I, I guess, devices that you would one plug into the router, then one plug into where you would pr- take an wall. Ethernet. Yeah. yeah. So that's it's, Ethernet overpower. It's very convenient, and it's better than using Wi-Fi, but yeah. it will in- induce the power the inside your walls to basically fluctuate a lot, which creates its own magnetic signal that also has an effect on your walls. Which cells. you can remediate partially with... Uh, uh, filters, capacitors. I'm concerned the filters may take the signal out of the wire, though. I'm not sure. I've never tested it. That's a good question. Good <laughs> point. Okay. So anyway, I, I, thank you. Yeah, thank you for bringing that to my attention because I thought that might have been a, a, a less expensive strategy for it, people. It's, but it's better than Wi-Fi, but not as good as just running a good old. Yeah, it's hard to beat cable. the wire, and I do it. You know, I I must have to plug my notebook in that I travel around my house with during my different strategies, yeah. doing the stations. You know, like seven, eight times a day. But it's okay. I don't mind yeah. it. And my Wi-Fi is off. It has not been on for a month, over a month. That's impressive. Yeah. And it, what's not impressive is that I only figured this out rec- that recently. And I was like, boom, you know. <laughs> so I, I'm on a mission to, to, to have people not make the mistake that I did, thinking that you are somehow biologically immune to this, that just because you think you're smart or, you know, you know someone that you're not going to, or you think you eat healthy and you're not exposed to toxins, that you your biology can can somehow not be impacted by this. And I want to tell you that is a delusion, an absolute delusion. You are damaging yourself. There's no way around it unless you're immediate with some of these strategies we're going to talk about. And you might be doing them and even not knowing it because if you don't know the mechanism, you can't remediate. One of the things I did, I'm going to sound like a tinfoil hat-wearing guy. Mm -hmm. I've been accused of that before. It doesn't really offend me. Uh, I lived in a neighborhood with lots of Wi-Fi routers, mm-hmm. and I was working on recovering from toxic mold. I had mm-hmm. serious brain fog. I was doing, doing ozone therapy that really made a difference for me. But I built my home office inside a Faraday cage inside mm-hmm. the garage. I used aluminum sheeting uh, as part of the structure for Did you it. measure it? Did it went down to zero? It or went down to near zero. It was okay, perfect. Way. There was a window. Yeah. You know, but but yeah. overall, I, you, you electrically found it all. I used uh, uh, aluminum backs of uh, foil sheeting okay. with uh, uh, copper connecting all the pieces together okay, and perfect. stainless steel tape over that. Excellent. So it, the cell phone didn't work inside, Yeah, uh, which exactly. is a pretty good sign. I sleep in a Faraday cage. That, that's where I was going to go with this next. Yeah. If I was living in a high rise oh, yeah. where you're just surrounded by your, you're sleeping on top of your neighbor's router, like you have no control over that, yeah. I would have a Faraday cage, absolutely. And don't make the mistake of doing a partial Faraday cage, which means that if you're in a, high, a, a, a large apartment building, or if you're not on the first floor, you have the radiation coming up through your bed, so you've mm-hmm. got to do the floor. So if you live in a high-rise, uh, you've got to be aware that the signals are coming up from below you, so you have to add an additional layer of fabric. And what is this fabric? It's not the, the aluminum foil, copper that Dave was talking about, but it's usually copper threads. We're actually in the process of seeking to manufacture some organic cotton canopies, but they also have silver and copper threads in there, which actually forms this metallic cage around you. And depending on the density of the, the, the metal fibers determines how, how effectively it's going to remediate and, against that. And this is really important because if, if you imagine like a, a parabolic dish, like, mm-hmm. like the old satellite dishes mm-hmm. that you'd see, 
they receive something that bounces off of it and then reflects to a central point. If you're sleeping in a half of a Faraday cage and there's a signal coming out from underneath you, it can concentrate <laughs> the signal right on you. And Good point. I mean, that, that actually really matters. So here's the deal. If you sleep in a high rise with all the amazing conveniences of big city life and there's 75 Wi-Fi signals within range of where you sleep, you should expect to sleep like crap. That's what happens, unfortunately. And uh, Dr. McCullough, you and I have written a lot about sleep hacking and improving sleep yeah. quality. EMF is a known contributor to low sleep quality. Yeah. So you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to have like the, the mysterious, uh, sexy midsummer nights <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> shroud around your bed. Yeah. No, mos- no mosquitoes if they yeah. get in the <laughs> Fair point. There's New York City mosquitoes in the high rises. Well, right? so but if they ever get in or flies or whatever. That's a fair point. But it it, it is actually how we are going to live, at least those of us who live the longest and best and, and are the strongest and can afford it and have the knowledge to do it. It's just how it yeah. is. They're not inexpensive. You no, know? And I put one inexpensive. It's I live on the first yeah. floor and I still put one under my bed you know, or you know, under my mattress so that there's nothing coming up mm-hmm. to me. But there are probably 1,500 to 2,000 per bed. Yeah, you know, as you know, as much as some expensive mattresses. So when I I never thought about this. Maybe you'll make one. I I don't think I will. <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you welcome I, to? I mean, the more. No, I. I the, it's not but, my. We're we're doing enough with big food. Yeah. And, and but with what, the our take on it will be organic cotton. Yeah. Which is not as critical because you're not touching it, but you yeah. know, it's still. It's Can nice you make me like a sleeping bag? So when I travel, I'm in a hotel room. Yeah, once once we get set up, I'd yeah. be glad to do that. For you. I, I mean, yeah. you should sell them for other people. Yeah, too, and I should do it for myself. I, That's I would, a good idea. I would travel in a sleeping bag because you heard it here, folks. All right, I would pay a lot for that. And, yeah. and by the way, all the road warriors who listen to this, and there's hundreds yeah. of thousands of them. I think most of us who want to feel really good, I sleep on a grounding so, mat when I travel. So what am I doing that. now? We've yeah. got we've got my device. I use a, a T T E S T E S five nine three, which is a microwave meter, and uh, it. I use it, I bring it to me when I, with me when I travel mm-hmm. because I don't have this. It, is that up here? Yeah, it is. Can you grab that black it's, box up there? Really? Black box. TES 593. So you use this um, before you go to sleep in a hotel room. What does it do? Yeah, it, uh, it, it will tell me which where I'm going to sleep. Thank you, Elliot. So we're going to take this out and turn it on. And it looks like a, there's a lot of different devices. Some of them are pretty expensive, like a few thousand dollars. This one retails for five hundred dollars, but if you just go go to Google Shopping or even Amazon, you can find it for can find it for three hundred and fifty. Uh, and a lot of people make the mistake. I mean, Trifield is a very popular meter, mm-hmm. but folks, please understand, Trifield meters only measure magnetic. And if you have a high magnetic exposure, as you do with from an uh, inverter for solar, photovoltaic solar panels, uh, it will that those that Faraday cage will not remediate against it because magnetic goes right through it. Right. Yeah. So this is up now, and we we are going to get a live reading uh, in your studio. So we have th- Wi-Fi this, turned on too. Yeah. This device uh, has many different units, and you have to press this one, two, three. Okay, to to the point where it is really pretty high. We are um, that you want to go to the the units of microwatts per square centimeter, which mm-hmm. is the standard measurement of energy in the United States, and also is it's actually the lowest. So What's that, one point. Well, your range point. you're between one and two, which is yeah. pretty high. Yeah. Usually when I sleep, right usually I sleep it's a point zero zero three. Yep. So yeah, but that's okay. So uh, not really. Well, yeah, you got yeah, but you got to fix this, Dave. <laughs> no, I, I know what it is. I, w- I wouldn't exp- it, I wouldn't expose myself to that there's normally. A, there's a switch that turns that off. We just yeah. don't have the switch off right now. 
So when I go to a hotel room, I will measure which side of the bed and literally it can be as in, I've just been traveling and slept in two hotel rooms or two hotels, different hotels in the last few days. And there was a tenfold difference between one side of the bed and the other. Wow. So you picked the side of the I bed. I picked the side of the bed that had the least amount because you don't know where they're, they're hiding these things. And the other thing you can, if you're serious about this, you really need a meter and you can give it to your friends and have them because uh, I have a, mm -hmm. there's three physicians I know, two other physicians and myself who use these and every single one of us found hidden sources of radiation. Yeah. The other sources I neglected to mention earlier, your wireless mouse, your wireless yeah. keyboard, anything that's wireless, yeah. including this ring, the aura ring, which you and I are both fans of and you know, I, I, we're in the process, if you have an ordering, and I know many of you do, yeah. it has to be in airplane mode. The problem, and it's a serious problem, and if you can please write the company, we need as much pressure on them as possible to fix the bug, because this will spontaneously come out of airplane mode on a regular basis, multiple times during the day. It's unacceptable, because it, 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 it is a significant exposure. Now, you wouldn't know that unless you measure it, and unfortunately, most of you live in environments where the... EMF is so high, you can't measure it because the background is so high. So you have to have a low EMF environment to measure yeah. it. it. It's one of those things, if you're getting uh, monitoring and you're not broadcasting, there's almost no EMF from a thing, which is why yeah. I like the ring. Yeah. But if it accidentally turns itself on and then starts broadcasting, you don't know it, now you're sitting there. You know, it's a significant signal. It's, yeah. Admittedly, it's your hand, but you know, if you sleep with your hand on your chest, it's a problem. Yeah. So what else could people do if they're a little concerned about this now? Is there any nutritional intervention? I mean, ketosis helps with almost everything, but it's not yes, going it to protect does. you from EMF permanently. No. What you want to do is improve your antioxidants. Okay. And not just any antioxidants. Fair point, right? <laughs> no. The, uh, ideally, you want to use one. I mean, this is two ways to do it. The first and most important we discussed, you lower the exposure. Uh, but there's going to be exposures which you just have no control over. So what do you do then? The the, the, the cool way to do, or the, the, the interesting approach, and there's really no studies done on this, this yet. We're in the process of establishing them and developing the parameters. Talking to Dr. Paul has done a lot of this research to find out the the best ideal strategy to document this these remediation efforts. And I'm hoping within a year we'll have the results of that. But it appears that there's two really impressive strategies that you can use. One is simple magnesium. Take more magnesium. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. And we all know that 80% of us, the population yeah. is magnesium deficient. So that's not a bad yeah. idea from this. But I do 800 it, milligrams a day now. I think you're going to want to increase it closer to two grams. Without crapping myself? Is there a Oh, there's, there's ways We can talk about that. There's right, a lot of different strategies. That. Disaster yeah. pants for magnesium, bad idea. Yeah, yeah it depends on the, the type of magnesium. Yeah. So there's a whole variety, and we're doing some research in this now, uh, some novel forms of magnesium I, that people I, may not yeah, be familiar with. Yeah, I take with. a big mix of types. Yeah. yeah, you definitely need a variety of different types. But you don't want to have loose stools because that's going to be counterproductive too. But if, if you're not having loose stools, I would just continue to increase okay. it. Yeah, I, I am confident 800 is too low. It's probably closer wow. to two grams. So most people, 400 is considered pretty hefty, and I'm doing twice oh, that. Oh, no, no. You are underdosing. All right. Very I'll serious. Yeah, and you're, you are going to see a difference. Wow. And especially the other strategy I'm going to talk about now, mm -hmm. when you travel, you're going to send me an email and say, I can't believe the difference. All right, this is cool. Yeah. Clearly magnesium, and we're looking at something called magnesium bicarbonate, which you can't buy 
but you have to create in some exotic mm -hmm. strategies or maybe do it through another process. So we're in the process of identifying grass, generally recognized as safe uh, supplements that can be used and can be purchased and you know, without having to do some of these crazy biohacks. So you're gonna you're, talk about those at the Bulletproof Conference, how to potentially do that at home in the meantime? I think I'm, you should, yeah. For that crowd? Okay, I will, I will. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I just found out about this two days ago. So. Okay, so I, I'm familiar, we, was this stuff we talked about off camera, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I was familiar with the mixing the things together. Yeah, so um, I didn't, okay. I wasn't aware of that, but I think that's probably the most, and in fact, in the, the limited research I've read in the last few days, suggest that it's like the fountain of youth. I mean, they, the, the, the stuff about yeah. magnesium bicarbonate is just beyond extraordinary. Yep. And I had never been exposed to it before. I, I had read this stuff a couple of years ago and did it once, but I couldn't find a good, a good source for one of the things. I'm like, you know, there's so many hacks, but the, the research is I compelling. Think yeah. Especially when you understand that it's gonna help mitigate the EMF damage. So, so this is a big thing, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, that is so, huge. And if you're listening- And I, and, and I, I don't wanna yeah. go into personal details, uh -huh. but, I confirmed it myself over the weekend that okay. it works uh, from, bi from a biological perspective. Okay. It was a little mini test I did unexpectedly, but it, 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 at least in one of the, one of the tissues. And it, for when we talk about bicarbonate, you know about baking soda, which yeah. is sodium bicarbonate, and it's a strong alkali, but there are ways, other things you, there's potassium bicarbonate, which is another thing that you might take mm -hmm. some of and something that I actually do use. And then magnesium bicarbonate, which is very hard to get as a supplement because it's, it you can't sucks, buy it. it sucks water in and changes. Like yeah, you cannot stable. buy it. Yeah. It's not stable. You cannot buy it. You have to create it yourself. And there's there's several different ways to do it. And I'll be talking about it at Bulletproof Conference, which is a reason why you need to be there. I am so excited. <laughs> I have never been to Bulletproof Conference, but I am just like ramped up. I cannot wait to go. Uh, it's it's really cool to have seen uh, biohacking emerging as a field because yeah. you were doing it before it had this name. <laughs> and then talking about like, what are all the things you can do? And, and you're really one of the pioneers in, in the field. And so to be able to pull together a group of people from different disciplines yeah, yeah, to yeah. talk about this stuff. So I, th I think you'll, you'll definitely turn some heads with what you have to say there because I'm, I'm pretty excited. This is one of those big things. Yeah, now the other big thing that I will explain more uh, in depth at the, at the conference, uh, Dave has been gracious enough to give me two segments, so I have close to two hours there, which is great, uh, is molecular hydrogen. Yes. And, and Dave has been, is, is new about this for a while. In fact, he met the uh, leader in the field, at least in the United States, which is Tyler LeBaron, a youngster, 29 years old, who can deadlift 450 pounds and run a 220 marathon. Yes, I did not mistake. That's, let me give it, say that incorrectly, 220. In, in fact, it was Tyler. If you subscribe to the, the Dave Asprey biohacking box, every quarter I put together a bunch of neat stuff you haven't heard of, put it in a box and ship it to you. You can go to biohacked.com. That's biohacked.com. You can subscribe. You would have received some of these hydrogen tablets, mm -hmm. I think two boxes ago. Because the cutting edge stuff, I always put it in there and you get it. You don't know what you're gonna get, but it's really cool. So. Well, it helps if you know what it is, so you know how to use it. Well, no, I tell people, I tell oh, people okay. how to use it, but the idea is, is I, I curate all the good stuff. Okay. And so people who are super into Bulletproof, they- Good idea. Essentially, they save a couple hundred dollars. I send them two, three hundred dollars worth of stuff for a hundred bucks, and nice. I just I pick out the good stuff. So that's biohacks. Sounds like a dot bar. I'm gonna have to get on that list. Uh, we, uh, it's it's a lot of work, to be honest. But I'll, I'll send you the box for sure. But but curating the box is a lot of work. But it's fun. Yeah, yeah. There's all, all the toys. I, yeah, I get. yeah, it's great. So, it's a good so idea. anyway, but but so there's probably two thousand so, people listening who know about this. Yeah, and okay. 
uh, or at least been exposed to it. But yeah. if you haven't, Tyler LeBaron, L-A-B-A-R-R-O-N, just type in that in Molecular Hydrogen. He has his own website, MolecularHydrogenFoundation.org, which is yep. a crazy long name. 800 studies on his website about hydrogen. Yeah, it's it's really good. But just type into YouTube so you can listen to some of his lectures. That's where you'll get it because mm-hmm. he's, got, he's got more time than I do right here. So, But essentially... It is a, the, the, the summary, the cliff note version is it's, it's molecular hydrogen, which is two atoms of hydrogen, the smallest molecule in the universe that can diffuse across any cell membrane, has no polarity, is a neutral molecule, and gets in there like instantly, ha, is a selective, is probably the best antioxidant known to man. It's a selective antioxidant that does, we talked about this earlier, there's a baseline level of normal, valuable, important biological free radicals. And if we lower that, we are heading for trouble. In fact, there's some supplements you can take that turn off free radical production in the cells. And Dangerous. I, oh my God, you take those for two days and you you want to die. Yeah. Like you, can't, you can't pick your arm up. It's yeah. horrible. You need free radicals. Yeah, they're important. What you don't need is excessive free radicals. Or the and, wrong ones. Or the wrong ones. And this is precisely... What molecular hydrogen does, and they've done the studies. This is I'll show this slide when I'm there. The uh, the baseline free radicals is here, and they add a hydrogen to the same level, and then they expose a group of animals to high dose ionizing radiation. Bad stuff. Which can hasn't interestingly. This is a real interesting fact. The ionizing radiation has enough energy because it has it is shorter waves. It can actually by itself the energy in those waves will will break the covalent bonds in DNA a single double strand of breaks. But this is a, a not well-known fact, is that that is not what causes the major, majority of the DNA breakage. What causes it? By peroxynitrate. Yes, free radical damage, oxidative stress. That causes it. So actually, in most instances, now if you get a, you know, a nuclear reaction exposure like, like Hiroshima or something, you're gonna, that you're going to be dead. Yes, that's, that's deadly. But in most cases... The microwave radiation exposure is more dangerous than x-rays. Interesting. More dangerous than x-rays. Because of the oxidative stress it creates. Yes, not it's the oxidative the direct, stress. Because of the dark radiation. So when, when you, let me just finish this one slide I was trying to illustrate that I'll be showing at the conferences. They have a certain level, there's a, the, the level of reactive oxygen species goes much higher, maybe six times higher. And then when you give hydrogen, it comes down, not as low as baseline levels, but it, it, it like mitigates 80% of the damage. So what the heck? What's the take-home on this? Very valuable if you happen to fly in airplanes. Because ionizing radiation is also gamma rays, which you're going to hit at 35,000 feet. And I have taken a Geiger counter up, and it's like 10 times higher at 35,000. Mm-hmm. It is a ground Especially level. during the day. Yeah. I didn't see a difference. Oh, at night? You don't see yeah, a I didn't see a difference. Interesting. I did not. That's what David Wolf had said. And I, I yeah. said, I'm going to test it. And it didn't, was the same. Surprising. Okay. Yeah. It, it, his theory is flawed. It was not true. But it's still bad. So how do you remediate against the most... The, and this is what I think you're going to love because you didn't know this. You're going to try this hydrogen now. It's going to make yeah, it. Yeah, I've never tried it in mid-flight. Yeah, you got, well, not mid-flight. Uh-huh, before. So you want to, when you take hydrogen, you could actually breathe it all day long. Not a good idea. Your body makes hydrogen gas, about 10 mm-hmm. liters a day. And so a healthy baseline, that's one of the reasons why your healthy microbi- microbiome is so healthy mm-hmm. because it's making my, nitro, uh, hydrogen gas. But, but when it's, you have a steady state exposure, you don't get the other benefits. So you want to pulse it. Just mm-hmm. like we pulse ketogenesis, right. pulsing, pulsing, pulsing. So that's where you get the benefit. So uh, the, the strategy I use now and used on my last few flights, and it's worked marvelously. I have had no 
no, no side effects from travel. And I flew across the country. I mean, yep. I, it was just crazy. I was it, literally over 10 hours of flying. So um, in the air. So as soon as you, they, they come as, there's a number of different ways to get it. But the, the, the most practical way for most people is going to be the hydrogen tablets. We don't sell them. We will in the future. We're going to try to have the best one out there in the market for everything. You know, it's going to be grass and the highest concentration part per million and nano bubbles and all the stuff that we're going to be doing. But we don't have it now. Probably won't have it for a year. Maybe, hopefully less. But the, uh, as soon as you go up in the air, well, no, it's maybe at 5,000 feet, before the signal comes on that your Wi-Fi is on, you can turn Wi-Fi on now. <laughs> or you, you can right. you get up, you know. That's 10,000 feet. Uh, and... So maybe even that time is probably okay if you have a long flight. You put the tablet in a this little is bottle a of water. A molecular hydrogen tablet you can buy, right? Right. You don't sell them. I don't sell them. So we're just talking about stuff yeah, you can online, right? Just, yeah. I no, can't get any no, problems for claims here. No commercial relationship for other yeah. one of us. We will do it in the future, but we're not doing it now. So the because I, I I think this is the most important supplement I take. I really do, wow. and I take it before ozone too. I do ozone every day. Yeah. I, I breathe hydrogen gas for ninety minutes when I return from a flight. No, I think you need to do it before. Think, but but yeah. but you need to do it during the flight. So let yeah, me during finish. During the flight's it. cool, yeah. So you want to put in a little bottle, preferably with a cap. Mm -hmm. So because this hydrogen gas is going to flow out, you know. So you put it in there, not cold water, because mm -hmm. it'll it'll slow down the reaction time. And you put it in there, let the tablet dissolve completely, and then you open the cap and drink it as quickly as you can, without swallowing it the wrong way. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but because you don't want that gas, you want the hydrogen gas to go into your body, and it will work for about two hours. It will literally reduce the damage from the gamma rays by about 80%. If you're a flight attendant or a pilot, this is absolutely imperative. And I say about two hours. So if you get a two-hour flight or a 2.30, that's fine. One tablet should work. But if you've got anything longer, I would look at doing two tablets and put one right in the middle of cool. the flight. I, I'm going to be playing around with this. And it's funny, I, I sent a bottle of tablets out in the, the biohacking box. And you guys can play too. But yeah, so- Unless you use them already. Yeah, if you got one of those, now you know, but I never thought to use them during a flight. That's, yeah, that's probably one of the most it's a, important- it's a good hack. And even another good one is when you um, hack it before and after exercise. Because mm -hmm. you know exercise generates reactive oxygen yeah. species, right? And again, it's a selective antioxidant. It won't uh, stop any of the species that are going to promote the anabolic benefits of the exercise. It'll just stop the dangerous ones. So the it's a selective antioxidant. And this is new. Yeah. The first stuff, why don't you know about this? Because the first major pub study was, that was published was in 2007, 10 years ago. Almost all the literature is in Jap J Japanese. Mm -hmm. Tyler went to study at Nagoya University and learned all this stuff from the experts. That's why he's a world-class expert in the U.S. And that's why you don't know about it. It's brand new. Yep. And you can buy hydrogen water machines all over Japan now, and you barely see them. Here. I don't recommend hydrogen water yeah, no, because it's not the be, pulse. Yeah. You need the pulse. But, but it's I'm and just, they're I'm switching. Saying, they're switching from yeah. that to having the high dose, you know, just intermittently. I I'm a fan of that. I, I would say get some hydrogen uh, when you can get some hydrogen. Yeah, uh, it, high doses if you can. yeah. It, it's better if you can get the high dose. Um, but what I, I was going to say there is, if you're you know if you're lifting something, mm -hmm. right? What happens is you get the positive free radicals that are beneficial that say build new muscles. At the same time, you get ones that say oxidative stress into the world create aging. If you can turn off the aging ones and turn on the muscle growth ones, that's cool. And that's what hydrogen gas does, which is different than say what a vitamin C capsule is going to do. Even though vitamin C is good at quenching peroxynitrite, it quenches the good ones as well. Yeah, I don't recommend people taking vitamin C regularly. I think it's it's something, especially liposomal C, mm -hmm. that everyone should have in their emergency kit because I've never seen anything more effective. 
taking like four grams every hour. Liposomal, see, because you will yeah, not get or, any loose stools. Or intravenous, yeah. You can do it, yeah, but for liposomal, it's mm-hmm. going to be a fraction of the cost and it serves a lot easier. And yeah, it doesn't raise the levels nearly as much, though. I think it may raise them more. Wow. Because, I have to because, see that research. Mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I think Tom Levy's done it. Okay. Yeah, I know Tom. So, it, it, because it goes intracellular where you need it. Okay. Whereas the, the other, the regular vitamins. Well, intracellular versus blood level stress. So yeah. we don't want to get too far off that because yeah. yeah. we don't want to go down. That'd be a long, interesting discussion, but another episode of the yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but the, the, the important point for, for listeners is just to understand free radicals are not good or bad. Bad free radicals are bad. Good free radicals are good. Just yeah. like bad fats are bad and good well, fats are good. <laughs> well, it's not so much bad free radicals. It's you need a certain baseline. So it's excessive free la- I, radicals. I don't know that any peroxynitrite is beneficial for us. Well, that we know of, but who knows? Yeah, Maybe you need a certain ba- baseline. Yeah, you're not going like, to get rid of all of it. Yeah. But, but the idea is to change the ratio of things. Just like we might change the ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 and, fatty acids in our diet and get a benefit by suppressing the 6 and increasing the 3s. Yeah, and these but not free, getting rid of the 6s. And these like free radicals aren't hanging around for hours, days, or weeks. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, They literally last a very tiny fraction yeah. of a second. That's why you have to have it there right away. Mm-hmm. And that's so exactly what molecular hydrogen does. So I'll definitely try one of the hydrogen tablets in water. No, well, flying. bring a bunch. Yeah, <laughs> just in case. Of course. Okay, that's a that's a pretty cool hack. Yeah. All right, so now we've we've talked about that. We've talked about some ketosis is always good. Uh, we've talked about just minimizing uh, exposure from where you carry your devices, from Wi-Fi routers, using more Ethernet. Anything else? People listening to the show today can go home and do it. We talked about Faraday cages even. But what mm-hmm. else could you could you do right with respect now? to EMF? Yeah, I think. I would do the due diligence because this is so new. I would I would encourage and strongly encourage you to actually be an advocate for this because there there is there's essentially in du- industry conspiracy and it really is a conspiracy. I mean there they, I mean if you read the stories, it's just as bad as the drug industry, if not worse. That they're suppressing this information. They're, they're, it's the same damn any any legitimate research that comes up is defunded and de- dis- discredited. That, that's a fair point. That is happening. So, so this information is out now. I said, I believe Dr. Paul should get the Nobel Prize for his his work. So, look, watch his lectures, understand it, so that you can communicate this to your friends and neighbors. They don't have to die and suffer prematurely because they don't know this information, and and just be an advocate for it. And oh, the yeah. other one, a more one important one, I forgot. Smart meters. Oh yeah, Those smart meters. Good. You know, the same, probably worse than Wi-Fi. Yeah. So uh, I just, I just, we're recording this uh, the first week of August or the second week of August. So uh, the first week of August, if you go on my site, we have a, we ran a documentary about smart meters. It goes into a lot of the details and it is encouraging people to to band together because they have extortionaries. You can, you can actually not have a smart meter in your house, but like I do, but I have to pay $35 a month to do that. That's extortion. We have some fee like that too. Yeah. It's just, I think they do it to everyone and it, you know, it's, it's supposedly to justify the cost of having to send someone out. Well, that's not too bad, but I'm sure they're making extra money on it. And it's, they never charged you for it before. It's it was of, already built into the equation. It's kind of like charging your power company $35 a month for not throwing rocks through their plate glass windows, right? Yeah, yeah, very good analogy. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. Uh, and I understand. Other than, other than it increases the bottom line. Oh, of yeah. course. Well, I, I understand their, their thing is I don't want to send someone to your house because it's expensive. 
Bottom line is, sorry guys, you have a monopoly, you gotta do your jobs. You get paid to send people to my house because I, you didn't pay me to, to basically and take they were the getting, hit biologically for the wireless stuff. And it's not like their cost went up. This, they've been doing this since they've been providing power. Yeah. This, this, this smart meter yeah. thing is a relatively new, new right. introduction for most and, communities. And if you acknowledge that Wi-Fi causes problems, you can engineer a smart meter that is not biologically harmful. It doesn't have to send constant usage stuff. That's all gravy. If, if it's going to send once a day, a daily usage thing, yeah. and send that upstream, it doesn't matter. It's a single pulse. It's, it's irrelevant. It's the constant sending of data that they're doing. And yeah. bottom line is, guys, if you're a smart meter engineer listening to this, well, you probably already turned it off because I made you mad, but that's good or not. <laughs> but here's the deal. You can fix the problem. There is such a thing as a smart meter that's not harmful. No one makes it because the demand is there, but no one's acknowledged the demand. So here's the demand. You got, what, a quarter million people listening to this? This is your demand. We'll absolutely. buy those. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I don't know about the c- compatibility between all the different utilities, but there certainly is a need for it. There's yeah. no question. It's, and, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, I mean, you can fit, 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 that, fit that need. And, but I think the big, big mess, other message is just be an advocate. Understand this and start telling people about it. Let's start spreading the word. And I think that's what we do. You know, I realized a long time ago that... Uh, Really, the way we're going to get this is not by going to the government or you know trying to change the law. That's not going to work. It has to come from the public. Mm-hmm. Public has to demand this and and refuse to, uh, uh, I guess, relinquish their power to these authorities and and rely on their belief that it's that there is that the only damage is thermal thermal damage, and that is absolutely biologically untrue. Yeah. So, so there, there's a long history of. of- changing demand in order to cause change mm-hmm. and changing supply. And we, we're doing it with organic. Well, we're doing and it with organic. glyphosate, well, which is now poison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've, we've canalized a lot of you, that. You've changed demand for stuff yeah. with, with Mercola.com. Yeah, and, and, it's, and the new thing is biodynamic. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's much better. That's our garden is biodynamic yeah. and so is yours, right? Yeah, absolutely. It, and now there's some stuff in biodynamic that's really hard for people to swallow because if you follow the full standard, you have to like bury a cow's head full of poop or something under No, no, it's and... actually the horn with manure that's buried. <laughs> but here's the next level is to take that manure out and develop the compost tea out of it and then spray it all over the property. Yeah, so interesting. You, so you actually spread the microbes around. And, and so what's going on there is you could say, oh, that's a bunch of hippie fairy stuff. Or you could say, oh, there's actually biological materials and you're, you're culturing microbes in the soil and then spreading them around, which yeah. is what's going on. So it's careful microbial management. It's relatively easy to do. And if you yeah. don't have a cow, you can buy these amendments. So. Yeah, it's not that hard to do. Yeah. But it, it's kind of funny because it has a reputation for being really out there. But it actually works for the best pot on the planet and the best wine on the planet. It's all yeah. biodynamic. Imagine There's that. A reason. If, if they didn't, do, if, yeah. if it worked, didn't work, they wouldn't do it. Right. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. Well, on that note, Dr. Mercola, thank you for this episode of Bulletproof Radio. I think that there's some real actionable stuff that, that people yeah, can do. Try to get people about. actionable stuff. Yeah. You're going to get into more detail at the Bulletproof Conference. Which yes. Is, which is pretty cool. Can plan to go in there. Definitely go. We're going to have uh, eight hydrogen machines there as well. So there'll be a hydrogen station. So oh, people can interesting. Start learning about interesting. Hydrogen, yeah. Uh, which is which is super cool. And a bunch of other, hundred other so exhibitors. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to stuff. it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to your talk because you've, you've been really on top of the stuff for a long time. And you're going to be sharing stuff that you haven't talked about before. Yeah, and I'm also going to be sharing my favorite biohacks. But I'm not going to do it in the main lecture. We have, I have a 50-minute where I speak to everyone and there's a breakout session. We'll be mm-hmm. sharing those in, the, in one of the breakouts. Oh, I'm excited to see yeah. that. Dr. Mercola, on every episode of Bulletproof Radio, I always ask people for three things that... Uh, that three pieces of advice you would offer someone who wants to perform better 
And since you've already answered that in the last episode, people can can and should hear that whole episode. Uh, what I would normally do is say three things you can do to mitigate EMF, but we already just listed those. So I think yeah. you, you got well, to yeah. on this one. It's hard because there's so many good things, but you know, the real food, the movement, uh, and you know, gratitude is huge. It's just massively important. I mean, it's just such a good strategy. And there's another interesting tool that I think would be very useful that I just encountered because my mother passed away a few weeks ago, and it was probably the biggest grief challenge I've had. And, and you know, we all have our parents. Not yeah. we all, but eventually they, they go. Yeah. People die. Hopefully they do. People yeah. die. We all have people that we know and love pass away. So there is a great book, and I don't know if you've read it. Uh, it's by David Hawkins, H-A-W-K-N-S, mm. M-D-P-H-D. He's written a lot of books. Okay. And he passed. He's, he was a brilliant physician and researcher. And he, and he was really into energy medicine. But he, his last book, before he went, was Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender. Hmm. Definite read. You've got to put it I'll, on your list. I'll read that. I, I think it's one of the most profoundly powerful and simple tools you can use. It doesn't cost you anything but the price of the book. You know, so it's $15. And you know, it's just a simple technique that you can do, just eloquently explained, that, that really, not just for grief, although that's a powerful one, but... Just about any emotion and feeling that you have that's really destructive. You know, we all know that stress is a big issue, but right. you know, a lot of it, we have the tools. This gives you the tool to do that, and it doesn't really cost anything. It's called letting go. Letting go, the pathway to surrender, David Hawkins, H-A-W-K-N-S. Yeah. Uh, that is a fantastic piece of advice. I think that's the first time someone's offered a book as one of their sort of answers to that. What a, what well, because it's, you know, it's important. the it's stress, important. I mean, sure, yeah. people have said stress before, but how are you going to remediate yeah. the stress? Great, great right. advice. And people can pick up your latest book, which is Fat for Fuel, right. uh, online, Amazon, on Marcola.com, mm -hmm. all the other standard places you expect to find it. Uh, it's definitely worth your time to read that book. I will see you guys at the Bulletproof Conference. And again, Dr. Marcola, it's a pleasure having you over for lunch. Yeah, thanks Thank for you your gracious hospitality. Thanks. It was wonderful to visit your labs and... I'm inspired to probably get some of the stuff that you got down here, and great to see your garden. I hear you talking about it all the time, but it was just great. And your wife, your lovely wife, Lana. So Thank she you. Was great. Awesome. Well, we will see you all on the next episode. If you like this episode, if you got something useful out of it, there's a couple things you can do to say thanks. One of them is you could pick up a copy of Fat for Fuel. It's worth your time to read it and share this information. Pick up a copy of Headstrong if you don't have it. And something that authors like Dr. McCullough and I really pay attention to is online reviews. If you go to Amazon and you say, hey, this book is worth reading and tell someone else, that is an act of service for them and for us because we pay attention to that. It really matters. So I would be really grateful if you'd right now pick up your phone or your computer or whatever, just go to Amazon and say, this book was worth my time because I will know when you do that. Thank you. All right. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. 
This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.